Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We know that the Jewish terminology for festival is a Yom Tov. What does Yom Tov mean? Literally means a good day. But the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov is that Shabbos is an inherently holy day. Yom Tov can often and does often fall on ordinary days such as tomorrow night. It's a regular Thursday night. But it's transformed from an ordinary day into an extraordinary day, into a holy day. Now the Yom Tov of Shavuos is in a sense like the Yom Tov of Yom Tov. It's ironic that it is one that is not so well known and celebrated. It is called Zaman Matan Torah Tenu. It is the time of the giving of the Torah. There are multiple other names, and I'll t- try to touch on some of them soon. But it's the anniversary when we received the Torah at Sinai 3,332 years ago. Before God gave us the Torah, our sages tell us there was a barrier between heaven and earth. It was impossible to truly connect to God while living here on earth, engaged in our materialistic lifestyle. When God descended from the heavens to earth and gave us this heavenly gift, the Torah, that's when the barrier was lifted and God made it possible for us human beings to have a genuine relationship with the divine. So we are taught that Jewish festivals don't just celebrate ancient events. Like I always say, it's not his story. It is our story. We're reenacting these events on a very spiritual level in our life today. So this year and every year on Shavuos, God is giving us the Torah, just like we received the 3,332 years ago. But it's sort of downloading the latest version of our operating system. Now, the Torah itself doesn't change. We change. Circumstances change. In fact, this year is completely different than ever. God is expanding and deepening our ability to grasp and internalize the Torah's message. So we truly connect with the Torah in a much deeper way each time we learn it. But in Shavuos, we are really literally connecting with the Torah in a very deep way. Now, just to highlight its importance, especially in an ordinary, regular year, we know the Medrash tells us that when God gave us the Torah, God asked for guarantors, and the Jews offered their teachers and the elders and our patriarchs and matriarchs, and God declined all those offers. When they suggested the children, that's when God accepted. Because if we know that only our children can really truly assure that we will observe the Torah in future generations. And therefore it's vital that the guarantors are present when the Torah is given. In regular years, we make sure that the shuls have all types of great events, ice cream parties and cheesecake competitions, all types of great incentives to bring the children to come and get the families to come to hear and reenact the the Ten Commandments as it was at Mount Sinai. When our ancestors were asked if they would accept the Torah, what was the answer? Na'aseh v'nishma. We will do and we will listen, which means do. Action comes first. And that's how they pledged that they would obey the commandments regardless of and even before they understood the reasons for each of these commandments. And this kind of obedience really bound them not just to the commandments, but we know that the word mitzvah, what does the word mitzvah mean? Many people think it means commandment, but it means more than that. It means a connection. So by adhering to the Torah, 
By following its rules and its laws, each mitzvah strengthens our bond, our connection with the commander, with God. And on this day on Shavuos, we are going to continue what our ancestors said so long ago. In ancient Israel, we know this festival was one of the Shalash Regalim, the three pilgrimage festivals to the temple, which the other two were Pesach and Sukkot. And Shavuos is one of those holidays that the Jews would celebrate in tremendous unity, basking in the glow of the divine presence. The very name Shavuos, what does it mean? Well, we've been counting for seven weeks now. Tonight is the culmination of that seven-week count, 49 days. So Shavuos means weeks because we've been counting all these weeks in anticipation for the holiday. The word Shavuos also means oaths, and like a vow. Shavua means a vow, right? So Shavuos or Shavuot would mean the vow, the pledge that we made to commit to, to observe, to follow, to adhere to the Torah. And that's the meaning of the name of the holiday. And it's important that every single one of us should seek out opportunities to personally be involved in this Yamtav and celebrating it. But you can't just walk into a wedding and say, ah, let's get married, or walk into a function. Anyone here who's involved in function events and catering, in anything in your own home, you know it as well. Shabbos doesn't just arrive. You prepare for it. You cook. You prepare. There are so many different things that are done in advance. And I would say the same thing with the Yom Tov, that, yeah, we might be lucky here in South Africa that we all have to some degree or another, some kind of domestic help at home. But we should really involve ourselves personally in the preparations that we honor the Yom Tov. And the more you do, the better it is. Personally, as a child in my home, I had different chores that we would do. And with each of us today, tonight, see what you could do, whether you could help out in the kitchen, whether it means, you know, there's, there's so many ways that you could help out in preparing personally, even if you have a domestic help in the house. So that's number one, DIY Shavuos, get involved, do something. Don't just leave it for others to do it for you. Now, the preparations, like we know, begin already a little bit before. If you weren't preparing today, start tonight. If you've already been preparing, call like Kabot. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Now obviously on Erev Yom Tov, Tonight, tomorrow, before the holiday begins, it should be apparent that you're involved, that you're engaged, that you're in it. So it's important in Erev Yom Tov itself. Some people do various things to prepare making the beds, changing the linen in honor of the Yom Tov. Take out your finest dishes, your china that you don't necessarily use all the time, your crystal, whatever beautiful dishes you have in honor of the Chag, in honor of the festival. Take it out. Let the Yom Tov be the best. When it comes to food, you want to have the most delicious food, something nicer than you would have on an ordinary day, even nicer than you would have on Shabbos. So the primary preparation is really tonight and tomorrow. And here's the thing. We should be, we should do whatever we can. If you haven't done all your shopping yet, obviously people like to shop in advance, but if you haven't done all your shopping yet, See what nice extra del- delicacies you could get in honor of the Yom Now, just to share with you what it says in Shulchan Aruch, the Code of Jewish Law. It says we have to do certain things to facilitate extra joy. And our sages 
gave certain suggestions. So the meal should be more lavish than even a Shabbos meal. And have a nice, a nice menu. Have better wine, a nicer cut of meat. Here's something interesting it says in the Code of Jewish Law. You should get new clothing if that's all feasible during this period. Jewelry. Uh, gifts for the kids, sweets, treats for the children. Those are all ways that you really enhance the yom of celebration for your family. Now, is a custom many people have to bake challah on Friday. And perhaps if you want to bake nice challahs in honor of yom Tov, people make round challahs for yom Tov, just to show a little bit difference between Shabbos and yom Tov, maybe making it look a little bit like a mountain, like Mount Sinai. Perhaps adding chocolate chips or other nice sweetness, something to make it sweet, because we want the Torah to be sweet. So do what you can in that sense. But considering that most likely you're not having guests this Yom Tov, as we have to still observe the protocols of distancing, and even though the government announced new regulations and opening up of shuls, that's not happening quite yet. We first have to see what's going on, and it has been advised that we wait out a little bit more, a little bit longer, maybe two more weeks, just to see how things go before launching straight into our shuls. So considering that we're most likely not having very many guests in our homes, still, you're honoring the Yom Tov. It's not about how many guests you're having. It's about the festival. It's about the holiday. One of my favorite metaphors for this is you go to Kruger Park, you go somewhere for Shabbos. You still should dress for Shabbos. Why? It's not about the fashion show or you get to show off, look what the latest fashion I'm wearing on shul. But it's about honoring the day itself. So indeed, you should wear your finest clothing for, for Yom Tov. You should have the finest dishes. You should have the, your beautiful cutlery. That's how we honor the Yom Tov. Make sure the home is clean and is prepared and is beautiful. There are many tasks, and everyone has their own tasks that they know of. For the last seven weeks, we didn't take haircuts. Why? Because during the period of spirit, we don't do so. Try to get a haircut in honor of the Yom Tov. Make sure the home is beautiful. How do we do so? Well, one of the customs of Shavuos is to get flowers. Try to get beautiful floral arrangements and decorate your home, just as you would in Shul. So go through your Yom Tov checklist and see what you can do to beautify your home, to beautify yourself and your Yom Tov table, and to make it really special. Why flowers? Well, flowers remind us of our happiness, receiving the Torah. It is also, you use flowers to, for a wedding, and last week's discussion, we described how Shavuos is like the matrimony, the betrothal of God and the Jewish people. So we're reaffirming our vows in this relationship. Therefore, we want to beautify with flowers. Also, flowers reminds us that Mount Sinai was barren and miraculously it sprouted greenery it blossomed when God gave the Torah on Mount Sinai. So there are many other reasons for it, but that's one of the customs in a DIY. Make sure you get beautiful flowers. And here's a very important one that is important whenever the Yom Tov launches into Shabbos. If you're in Israel, you still have to observe this because you are not allowed to prepare from Yom Tov for Shabbos, right? You're only allowed to prepare for the day itself according to Jewish law. So what are you going to do? There's a couple of rules and regulations that I need to share with you. And this is the law called Eruv Tafshilin. Eruv Tafshilin is where in order to cook 
from Yom Tov for Shabbos, which otherwise would not be allowed. Therefore, you are going to say a certain prayer, which you can find inside the Siddur, whether you have a Chabad Siddur or an Arch Siddur, any Siddur. Adler, Birnbaum, it's in there. And you can find the blessing or on our website, ChabadSouthAfrica.org forward slash Shavuot. And you'll see an entire checklist. So don't forget Eruv Tafshilin. Eruv Tafshilin will allow you to cook from Yom Tov into Shabbos. So you could cook on Friday in honor of Shabbos. There are various rules about cooking on Yom Tov. You can't ignite a new flame. You can only adjust an existing flame. And therefore, before Yom Tov begins, it would be advisable to use a Yisker candle. So you can take from a pre-existing flame that's going to last 48 hours, or at least 24 of them, and you'll use that 24-hour candle to, A, light any flames that need to be kindled for cooking purposes, and B, when you're going to light your Shabbos Yom Tov candles on Friday evening at 5.06 p.m., you'll use the pre-existing flame in order to do so. Okay, so we talked about Eruv Tafshilin, very, very brief, the the uh, ceremony, it's not really a ceremony, uh, the procedure of doing your Eruv Tafshilin is as follows. Tomorrow afternoon, at some point, you are going to take two cooked food items, okay? I'm going to set aside these two food items. Some people use uh, a piece of uh, maybe an egg and a challah, right? So you're going to take a challah and, well, two cooked items and one baked item. So you'll take a piece of challah with, let's say, an egg and a piece of fish or a piece of fish and a piece of meat, whatever it is, and you're designating that for your Shabbos, for your Saturday meal. Now, before, when you, when you perform this, uh, procedure of saying the saying the error of shilling, you'll see the rules inside your sitter. So just remember to do so properly and do it before the yamtiv begins tomorrow. Okay. If you have questions about that, feel free to put them into the Q&A and hopefully we'll have a chance to answer those questions a little bit later. I do want to move on to many other important aspects of the yamtiv that is, as it's coming up. So we know in ordinary years, we're very excited to prepare for Yom Tov, especially if we are expecting guests, not this year. So people might feel lax about all these preparations in that sense, because like I said, make sure it's Yom Tov after all. Let's prepare. It's the day we receive the Torah. It's a special holiday. Tomorrow afternoon at 5.06 p.m. is when you are going to get ready to light your Yom Tov candles. Now, regularly on a Friday, we discussed last week that we light our candles 18 minutes before sunset. And if you missed the, if you didn't light candles by sunset, that's the latest, but we try to do it earlier, then you cannot light the candles for Shabbos. Yom Tov is different, and therefore, if you forgot, to, for whatever reason, you can light it later. So you can light it anytime later tomorrow evening as well, but ideally do it at the beginning to honor the Yom Tov. Now, why do we light candles? Good question. First of all, on a regular, the, the, the commandment, uh, the, there's various reasons about lighting candles, especially in today's day and age. Think about it today. We have electricity. We have ESCOM and it works and there's no load shedding lately. Thank God, right? So there are various reasons why we would light the candles. Even in ancient times, many people had two separate sets of candle candelabras, candlesticks, 
One was for the weekday, one was special for Shabbos. So one of the ways we could honor Shabbos and Yom Tov is by having a separate set of lights. So you don't need to have separate lighting around your home, but rather you are going to light the candles. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The tradition, keeping that tradition. So there are many reasons and people have beautiful ornate candlesticks in honor of the holiday and make sure you kindle them by 5.06 p.m. tomorrow evening. However, if you missed that time, as we said, you can light it later. There are two brachas you're going to say, and the brachas for lighting the candles are Lahadlik Ner Shel Yom Tov, as well as Shehecheyanu. And you can find us all on our website or in your sitter. If you're going to use the website, do it before Yom Tov begins and print out any documents you want or will need for Yom Tov. Okay. Hopefully, you will have the electric candles, and who lights the candles is another important question. Usually, women light the candles. However, the mitzvah is on the home, and therefore, if there's no woman in the home, or if the woman's not able to, the man could do so. We know that certain mitzvahs are more prevalently observed by a man or woman, so candle lighting is generally observed by women, but it's a mitzvah on the household. And therefore, if a man is living alone, or if the woman in the home cannot kindle the lights, then light the candles. Anyone can light it. Anyone in the home should be a participant and should light the candles. Now, because lighting Yom Tov candles is a de facto acceptance of Yom Tov, after that we're forbidden to do any other activities. So, therefore, you should realize, for, firstly, if you have young girls lighting the candles, Mother or father or adult, somebody should assist them with lighting the candles. Also, just a side note, for example, when it's an ordinary year and you were to drive to shul, you have to stipulate before that you are not yet accepting the festival in its full sense, as you'll still be driving before sunset. So those are some of the ideas to bear in mind about the candle lighting. Let's get into more detail now about the yumt of itself. The candles we said should be somewhere within visible distance of the table. You should be able to see it, whether on the table itself or near the table where you're going to be eating your meal. Now, after lighting your candles, you are going to begin the davening, welcoming the Yom Tov. Now, here's something interesting. Usually, Shabbos, we like to bring it in early. There's a concept called Tosaf at Shabbos, having extra time of spending Shabbos, Yom Tov is not, Yom Tov may be as well. You want to have more and extra. But because we have to count 49 complete days, Shavuos is one of those festivals that is the exception. We are not going to add, you're not going to bring the Yom Tov in earlier. You're going to wait until it's completely, the stars are out tomorrow night, and only then will you begin the festivities of Yom Tov, and only then will you begin to pray the evening service, which basically brings in, ushers in the Yom Tov itself. So do not daven tomorrow evening before stars are out. And that shouldn't be a big deal. That's, uh, that's by, by 6 p.m., maybe even earlier, the stars are out and you can begin your davening. Now, the central theme of the Yom Tov davening, which is very short on Shavuot night, it's a very short prayer, but the central theme of it is obviously our gratitude to God. We thank God for choosing us and giving us the Torah. 
And we ask God to grant us blessings of life, of joy, of, of merriment, of all the good, excuse me, of all the good things on this holiday. Within the prayer, remember, there's a few additional things that you're not usually saying. For example, the song, Atta Bechartanu Mikalamin. God chose us. So when did God choose us? Mount Sinai. God gave us the Torah. God chose us then. Also remember to insert in the prayers the selection, the part that is particularly relevant to the festival of Shavuos. You'll see it in your Siddur. And we conclude the prayer, the blessings of the Amidah with Mekadesh Yisrael that God sanctifies Israel and the times, which is interesting because on Shabbos, we say Mekadesh Shabbos. God sanctifies the Shabbos. But it's God alone who sanctifies Shabbos because it happens every week without any of our own human contribution. When the sun sets on Friday night, holiness of Shabbos spontaneously begins. But we are the ones who sanctify the Yom Tov, And that's interesting. That's why it says, Mekadeshi, so God sanctifies Israel, the Hazamanim of the times. Because God gives us the ability. In ancient times, our calendar was determined by people spotting the new moon. And when they would do so, that's when they would decide what their Yom Tov was going to be. Which is why in diaspora, outside of Israel, there was a second day. Because it took time for the message to reach people who are living outside of Israel, to let them know when the festival should begin. So people would do two days because they didn't know what was the correct day, what day the moon was sighted in Jerusalem. After your evening service, which hopefully will make very special, if you have family, children in the house, gather together, make it a special experience. Let the kids uh, don a talus uh, or put on a towel. That's what I used to do as a kid. My kids do that sometimes to pretend being the chazan. The meal. There's a special Kiddush. It's the Kiddush for Yantav. But usually on Shabbos, you're going to sing Shalom Aleichem or Eshet Chayel, an ode to the woman of the home. We do not welcome the angels in Shalom Aleichem and Eshet Chayel on a Yantav. A Yantav meal goes, launches straight in with Kiddush. And remember when you look inside your sitter that you say the appropriate Kiddush. It's not Yom HaShishi. It's the appropriate Kiddush that is for Yantav. Even on the second night, it is not the regular Shabbos Kiddush, even though it is Friday night. It is a Kiddush that is specific for Yom Tov. Now we know every Yom Tov, every holiday and Shabbos begins, we start our meal with Kiddush, with sanctifying, with wine. Now other, many cultures, wine is an important drink. And it provides an atmosphere of prominence and, and joy and jubilation. And in Judaism, we also Wine is important for that reason, but it sh- if you're allergic to wine, you can use grape juice as a substitute. The Kiddush cup, like on Pesach, should be able to hold at least around 90, 90 mil, um, mils. So therefore, make sure your cup is big enough. Most cups are. And use a nice becher, a pretty silver goblet or some kind of special cup that you have for this occasion. Make sure it overflows. We want our blessings to be overflowing. Then we have two challahs, just as you would on a Shabbos table, two challahs. So just, you know, going through the basics of it. The meal, make sure you have a nice, delicious, good meal. Concluding Kiddush, don't forget, with the bracha of Shehechayanu. 
both nights you're going to say Shekhyanu. And the same thing applies to candle lighting. When the woman lights the candles, Shekhyanu both nights. And Kiddush, Shekhyanu both nights. Okay, you can make Kiddush yourself. You can have others join with. Whatever your family tradition is for the Kiddush, say the appropriate Yant of Kiddush. Then when it comes to the Challah, make sure, just the traditional way is, you wash your hands as is customary, two times or three times on each hand, depending on what your custom is. Make sure you make a mark in the challah before you're going to say the bracha. You say the bracha and then you cut on that place where you made the mark. Now, of course, we we know that meals, food, is something we all enjoy and it's a way of engaging our body into the celebration of the holiday, not just our soul. Soul wants to celebrate the receiving of the Torah. The body also has to participate and therefore don't skip the meal, even if you're on some kind of banting diet. Eat just a little piece of challah then. Put it aside you don't want to break the diet too much, but there's still a mitzvah of eating challah unless it's dangerous for you, in which case, as we know, we don't go to shul these days because it's dangerous. And the same thing, you wouldn't eat the challah or drink wine or have any food which would be dangerous for you. So remember that. Why two challahs, although that's more relevant to Shabbos? Let's quickly talk about that. When God gave us the manna in the desert, Every day we would receive man, and on Friday, and as well as the eve of a holiday, we would receive a double portion of man. Because of that, we would we start every Friday night with two challahs, and Shabbos day as well. So remember to have two challahs for each meal. It means you need a minimum of five challahs. Why five? Well, tomorrow night, you need two. You only have to open one. You could have that second one. You're left with four now, right? So on um, Friday morning, your Friday afternoon's meal, same thing. You're going to need two. So you're left with three. And the evening, two. You're left with two. And lunch on Saturday as well. Let us go through. We know that the meal itself, you're going to make it as delicious, as beautiful. Sing songs. Do all the wonderful things that will make it a very special occasion. But it doesn't end there. You're going to have delicious food. But there's another tradition and that is to stay awake the entire night. Tomorrow night, the custom is to remain up until dawn and to study Torah. Why? Very simple. There's multiple reasons, but I'll share with you two. One is our sages described that the day we receive the Torah as a betrothal ceremony between God and ourselves. Now, we know that before a wedding, there's an excitement and anticipation, so people are going to... Adorn is going to be the whole entourage who are, who are beautifying and adorning the bride. So, well, the same thing is we're receiving the Torah we're like God's bride, and therefore we're spending the night beautifying ourselves. How do we beautify ourselves? By studying the Torah. The other reason is because our sages tell us that the night before receiving the Torah, many people, the Jewish people were asleep for good reason. They wanted to be, well, refreshed to receive the Torah. But God felt that uh, that wasn't the way to be ready. And to rectify it, there are two things. We, there, we stay up the night and we read a book called Tikkun Lel Shavuot. What does Tikkun mean? Well, both of our explanations fit with the word Tikkun. One meaning of Tikkun means uh, to adorn. And therefore, we're adorning ourselves to receive the Torah, beautifying ourselves by studying the Torah. The second meaning of the word tikkun means to rectify that our ancestors slept the night before. And within the book of Tikkun Shavuot, there are many 
takes you through the, the first three and last three passages of every chapter in the written Torah. It takes us through the Talmud. It enumerates all 613 mitzvahs of the Torah and various other aspects. So it gives you a real, real glimpse into Torah and it's the best way to prepare for receiving the Torah. Now, I just realized my time is up, but there's so much more and I didn't realize we won't be able to fill it in into half an hour. So here's the question, and if anyone could perhaps tell us right here inside the the, the chat box. Do you want me to go on? I'm happy to take any questions right now, or I'm also happy to keep on going and share with you some more insights on how to observe maybe 10 more minutes. But I'll leave that up to you. I'll go with the votes. Can we get some voting here on the chat? Do you want to keep going? Okay, in the chat I see there are... Let's just go into the chat to see if there's some questions here. Where do we go? Uh, No questions Uh, in the chat. Q&A, anyone have any questions to ask? Yes. I think we should continue for a few more minutes and then open it up to questions in 10 more minutes and see if anyone has any questions and then see, and then see what what happens from there. Okay, brilliant. I know that in our community, usually on on the night of Tikkun El Shavuos, we spend a lot of time together with each other, oftentimes in our in my home, and that we always have a community dinner, and we delve into the depths of the Torah. So do so. I think this year is the most opportune time. You can do this with your family, with your children, learn different parts of the Torah. You could print up stuff in English. It is great. It is the way to celebrate Shavuos. And one of the parts that we're going to do is the Book of Ruth. Many communities read the Book of Ruth, on the first day of Shavuos, it's part of the Tikkun Lel, part of the book that we read on the evening in preparation for Shavuos. Ruth was the ancestress of King David. She was a Moabite princess, and we know she sacrificed a life of luxury, of living in palace in the mansion, to live as a poor and simple convert to Judaism. And we see how hard she worked to become Jewish. And really... There, it, it takes work to be committed and to be engaged and involved until she met Boaz. By the way, what was Boaz before he met Ruth? Ruthless. So Boaz married her and they married it to give birth to a son, Obed, and Obed gave birth, Obed and his wife gave birth to Jesse, Yishai, who was the father of King David and Shavuos, considering it's the birthday and the passing of David HaMelech, so it's appropriate that we read the story of his pious ancestors, and also the book of Ruth describes the harvest. That's when Boaz noticed Ruth, and Shavuos is also the festival of the harvest. So that's another reason. Considering that Ruth was a convert, in fact, she was the quintessential convert to Judaism. She embraced Judaism with all her heart, made the tremendous sacrifice to do so. So her story teaches us that those who sacrifice for Judaism contribute to Judaism in so many ways. And personally, almost every single convert to Judaism I know is an outstanding personality. And just thinking in our history, some of the greatest contributors to Judaism were people who converted to Judaism because they were genuine and sincere and really as you see with King David, who was the descendant of Ruth, and all of us are actually converts in that sense, like King David, like Ruth was, we accept, accepted and embraced Judaism, the Torah, on Shavuos, and that's why Shavuos is the time that we read about the book, the book of Ruth. Let's 
go into, you stayed awake a whole night, what should you do now? Should you daven shachar? Should you pray early in the morning? Or should you rather get some rest? There are two opinions. I recall when I was in Israel for Shavuos, I went to different shuls throughout the evening, got to hear beautiful lectures, and then made our way to the Kotel. It's an unbelievable experience to be at the Kotel, the early, early hours of the crack of dawn, and experience the, the Ten Commandments and the blessing of the Birchat Kohanim. Well, that is one custom, to hear the Ten Commandments as early as possible, and then you go back home and get some rest, and eat some food. It's great. Other people have a custom of rather getting some rest, waking up rejuvenated, and then going to shul. Regardless, that's not a debate this year. We're not going to shul, unfortunately. So whatever works for you, either do it early before going to sleep, read the Ten Commandments, and in the morning, I think you should get some rest. And make sure you dive in the chakras prayers. Make sure to add the additional parts for Yom Tov. Make sure to say Hallel, singing the, the praise of Hashem as we do on special festivals. We say it on, on the Shalosh Regalim, on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. We also say it on Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh. So Hallel is thanking God for the gift of life. Every day is a gift. Every breath is a miracle. As my mother of blessed memory would always say, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, but today is a gift of God, and that's why it's called the present. Let's cherish the gift. And therefore, on such special occasions, when we get to spend quality time with our family and, and we accept the Torah, we sing God's praises for the miracles that God performed for us and realize and appreciate and cherish those gifts that we have in our life by acknowledging that the source of our gift is Hashem. And therefore, we sing Hallel. Usually we would sing it as a community with joy and celebration. I love the tunes that we have in our shul. It stimulates feelings of love and gratitude and everybody participating. And why don't you try to do that in your house? If you're by yourself, sing your favorite Hallel songs. If you're with others and have children in the house, get everybody involved. Make somebody the chazam. Let the rest of the family sing with. Do just as you would in shul. Have each, have somebody pretend to be the chazan in the house. That's what we did on Pesach. And my kids, one was the chazan and everybody else would sing with. And I think it's a really beautiful way to do the halal in your own home. Now after halal comes the, some communities would read the, the, oh, I'm not sure. Now I'm forgetting when we read the book of Ruth. Anyways, the book of Ruth would be read. We in Chabad read it actually the night before at Tikkun Lel. But, there's another customer reading Akdamas. Akdamas, you'll find them inside your sitter. And this is after Halal, before the Torah reading. It is an elaborate poetic ode to God. It's called Akdamas Milim. And usually it's read responsibly with a leader, and that's what you could do in your home. Each two stanzas has another letter of the Aleph Bays. It is a beautiful, and it has a, a special tune to it. Akdamas Milim. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So there's a beautiful tune to how to sing the Akdamas, read it and understand it. It is a wonderful ode and praise of Hashem on this holiday and important that we should all if you can. Now, again, question about custom. 
When I was a kid in 770, it wasn't said aloud. However, we are told that the Rebbe would say it privately, and in many Chabad shuls, the custom was to say Agdamas. I think when you're at home and looking for wonderful things and ways to celebrate the holiday, it's worthwhile to say the Agdamas Milim. We know that the highlight of Shavuos is the Ten Commandments, and now we're up to the Torah reading. So how do you do it in a year when you're not in shul and you can't read from the Torah? Guess what? Pull out your Chumash and read it from a Chumash. Read it in English if you need to understand it. And make sure that everybody in the family is present so they can all read from it and understand it. Gather the family together. Incentivize the kids. Give them sweets. Do something to make it exciting and get everybody to participate in the reading of the Ten Commandments. That is the highlight of Shavuos. That is the main purpose of the of the Shavuos, that you should hear the Ten Commandments. Make sure the family participates. So this is number number one, and that is that everybody should be involved and engaged with the Ten Commandments. And I think things you could do, like I said, distribute treats to the kids, maybe sing some songs and dance around, review it, understand it, have a discussion about the preciousness of this gift of the Torah that we're all receiving a new downloading the newest edition. I mean, obviously no new edition of the Torah, but our newest connection to the Torah. And that is the main point of the Shavuot celebration. Just to go through a few more quick points. Usually you're going to be in shul. You are going to then daven musaf. What is musaf? Musaf means addition. In the times of the temple, there were many festive days in the year where there were additional sacrifices that were offered, that were brought that included Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, the festivals. So to commemorate these additional offerings, we recite the additional Amida of the Musaf on these days. The theme of the Amida of Musaf is asking God to rebuild the temple, to bring redemption to the world. We, we reflect on the fact that we are not able to offer those sacrifices today. But we have to realize is the greatest sacrifice we are offering today is saving lives. Not going to shul, as difficult as it is, you are sacrificing, but that sacrifice is like the sacrifice that our ancestors brought in the temple. And to just realize that by not going to shul, you are saving lives literally. A few more important points is the gastronomic delights of shuas. On shuas, it's customary to eat milchigs, dairy meal. And we talked about the importance of having a nice, lavish meal. During the day, the customer is to have two meals, one of milk, one of meat. There are many reasons for the milk, uh, milk meal. You can check it up on our website. Just make sure between the milk meal and the meat meal that you rinse out your mouth and wash your hands well as halacha requires. Some people have a custom of waiting a full hour. Also change the tablecloth and all the dishware. You cannot use the same <laughs> dishes that you would use for a regular, you would not use the same dishes that you would use for a regular meal. I just see some questions here. Let's try. I see some people asking to continue. Um, round halas, why not flatten? Okay, good question. And question about full halal. So just firstly, I want to show everyone, if you look inside your sitter, it tells you exactly on which days you're going to have full halal versus the days that you're going to say a half halal. And just looking in the Siddur, it says, in the last six days of Pesach, you omit the following paragraph, which means 
on festival Shavuos, you're going to do the full halal. So just make sure to say the full halal. The other question was round halas. Well, we explained before the significance of the round, perhaps looking like a mountain, and maybe also just to distinguish between Shabbos and Yom Tov. I think that's really the reason why the why we're doing why we're having uh, round versus plaited. Um, another reason is because on Shabbos, the reason why we're having these the uh, plaited halas is because, in fact, in total, it comes out to about twelve braids, which symbolizes the the lechem. Uh, what was it called? The showbread that was offered, that was brought in the temple on Shabbos, and that was not done on Yom Tov. Okay. Why milchig, somebody's asking here. And, okay, so there are many, many reasons for the milchigs. I don't want to go through all of them now, but suffice it to say that they just learned the laws of kosher, because God just gave the Torah, and therefore they, they, all their dishes perhaps were, had to be koshered. Milchigs is much easier. Also, the dairy, uh, the dairy reminds us, okay, it's simple one, halab. The word for milk is halab, which is an America value of 40, the gematria of 40, 40 days and nights that Moshe spent up on Mount Sinai. Also, it reminds us that the Torah is compared to honey and milk. Milk is something that is nurturing, as the Torah is. There are very, very many reasons, and uh, you can find them all on our website and You'll go through those reasons there. I just want to go through a few other ideas as part of a DIY, how you can do Shavuos at home. So we spoke about the meal. We spoke about most things. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that is necessary. Yes, the second day, because people in Israel are only going to observe one day. I spoke earlier about when the times of the temple that the Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the month, was declared by witnesses, seeing two witnesses, seeing the new moon that was cited, and because that wasn't, those who were outside of Israel did not know when it was, they would always observe two days. Today, our sages in general just separated inside Israel, outside Israel, in order to distinguish, to differentiate between the two. Israel is only one day of festival observance, as the Torah says, and outside of Israel we do two days. But here's something. In Israel, you would do Yiskar on the first day. Outside of Israel, we do Yiskar on the second day. So on Monday, on Shabbos, remember to say the memorial prayer of Yiskar. Anyone who wants could join me tomorrow afternoon at 4.30 p.m. here on Zoom. And we're going to do a virtual Yiskar. And I invite you to join me for the virtual Yiskar tomorrow afternoon. I'll send out a link later for anyone who wants to participate. Finally, celebrate the Yom Tov. Enjoy with your family. And uh, just as we begin the Yom Tov with Kiddush, we end with Havdalah also on a cup of wine. And especially since it is on Saturday night, you're also going to have the Besamen, aromatic spices. You're also going to have the braided Havdalah candle. Make sure your cup is overflowing and you're going to recite the Havdalah just as you would on an ordinary Shabbos and invite the family around. Havdalah, to me, is, you know, I remember the days when I was dating my wife and you just... When, when you realize you don't want to separate, you don't want to part from each other, that's when you know you're in a real true relationship. And the same thing is Shabbos, Yom Tov, we don't want to separate from it. And because we don't want to separate, that's why we do Abdullah. We, one of the reasons why we do Abdullah, we conclude. Okay, why do we eat dairy on Shavuos? I hope I just answered that question. There are multiple reasons, like I said, and uh, I, I went through a few of them. Why was Moses the chosen one? Good question, Roland. And uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was the faithful shepherd of the Jewish people. 
We see this in multiple aspects of how we led the Jewish people, gave up a life of luxury. He could have stayed there in Pharaoh's palace, but he was the one who faithfully committed himself and dedicated his life to leading the Jewish people. And he was the one who merited to give us the Torah at Mount Sinai. My final concluding closing thoughts are there are multiple names for the holiday. And one of them is Chag Habikurim, the festival of the first fruit. In ancient Israel, farmers would go out into their orchards this time of the year and they would tie a reed around the first fruit to ripen. And when they would make their pilgrimage, the Ola Regal to Jerusalem for Shavuos, they would bring along this basket of their freshly ripened first fruits. And it was a, it was a sight to be seen. You know, thousands of people would converge on Jerusalem with all their baskets from all directions and everywhere, wherever Jews lived. And they would sing and dance and come into Yerushalayim. And they would arrive en masse to enter the temple and bring their basket of fruit with them. And they would express all their gratitude to God for all the blessings in their life, for taking them out of Egypt, for bringing them to a land flowing with milk and honey. And I want to conclu- close with this, that today we don't bring Bikurim to Jerusalem because we don't have the temple, but we focus our gratitude to God. And we have to be thankful for all the things that we have, especially now, despite the difficulties that we have encountered during this time, we have so much to be grateful for. And I think that's the basic difference that will make us overcome and get through this challenging time is to realize the blessings we have. We have a roof over our head. We have some food to eat. Let's be grateful. We live in unprecedented times in terms of prosperity, security, longevity. Life expectancy today is higher than ever, and infant mortality is lower than ever. Our understanding of medical science grows by leaps and bounds. And please, God, we'll be able to produce vaccines and treatments for the current condition. And this year... During Shavuos, let's take the time to dwell on our blessings. Let's be grateful to God. Let's verbalize our gratitude, which will obviously lift our spirits and enable us to experience the joy and celebration of this holiday. I want to seize this opportunity as my birthday is on Shavuos to wish each and every one of you a Chag Sameach, a good Yom Tov, as the custom is, that you be Kabbalah Satara, we should receive the Torah, Besimcha u which means with joy and it should be internalized each one of us in our own life. Don't allow it to be his story, but make it our story. See how to apply it and make it real in your life on this day. Happy to take any more questions. Sorry for going over time, but I just felt we have to cover whatever possible information as a DIY Shavuos to tell you how to do it home and go through all that's necessary.